0: Uh, What is up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. It's January 20th, 2022. That's a lot of twos, a lot of twos in that. Oh, my God. Uh, how's everybody doing? How's everything going? Uh, I feel like joining the conversation. You can uh, reach out in the chat. We're at 99wnrr.com. And if that's too much, you can always go to hardrocklunchbox.com, click the link to the live show. Yada, yada, yada. It's snowing here in the northeast. Um,. According to my weather app, it is doing exactly when it said it was going to do it. But it's seeming like there's a little bit more snow than it said it was going to do. Uh, that is not currently a problem for me. I'm working from home today, which is fine. I do have rehearsal tonight. It'll actually, uh, it'll be good. It'll be good now that our officially our Revel Nine show is back on. Yay! Because you know nothing boosts attendance like you know indecision and you know. <laughs> uh, details being up in the air but I'm supposed to be receiving tickets today so who knows uh, but yeah January 29th that is two days or a week from next a week from this coming Saturday it will be the show Our—it's it's actually it's actually our the show we booked first Um Post COVID, as any Rebel 9 fan would remember, uh, we canceled about 20 shows uh, once COVID kind of hit. Thank you. We played our very last show in March of 2020, just as the word COVID was becoming familiar to everybody. We played it at Revolution. We played it for a cancer benefit. We walked in and Pauline, uh, the owner of the former Club Revolution, had basically soaked the place in bleach. Uh, So it smelled like we were in a YMCA locker room uh, for swimming lessons. And I will tell you, I have never smelled a cleaner venue in my entire life, which is probably why I did not catch COVID that day. Thank you, Pauline, for that. Um, but yeah, we had, we had to cancel about 20 shows, um, including our own CD release show, which was slated for June of that year. Uh, that was when we were going to release Do No Harm. Uh, we eventually released it in December of that year because we basically gave up on waiting for the world to get better and it would appear that we've made the right choice at this point because the world still hasn't gotten any better. It's just kind of still a mess. Um... But, you know, there's a bright side. Spring will be here eventually. We are already past the shortest day of the year. We are already well into winter. Um, yeah, man, we're a month in. We're a month into winter. It means we got two months to get out, and uh, things will get better in the spring, I'm, I'm sure. But uh, my point is that this was the first show that we booked in the COVID era because when we booked it last June, uh, we thought, There's no possible way that COVID could still be a thing come January of 2022. Everybody was pushing their tours off. Everybody was pushing their tours from 2021 off to 2022. And now it's funny because the 2022 tours are starting to get canceled. They are not pushing them as far back. It looks like they're pushing them from January and February to uh, April and May. So that's probably a good sign and sort of jives with what I was just saying about spring and summer being on the way. But uh, who knows, man? Omicron is leaving the cities or is decreasing sharply in the cities. And now it is heading to the rural area, where, in my opinion, it completely belongs. So hopefully we'll take care of some of that nonsense out in the rural areas, and uh, we'll just be on our way. Uh, World Health Organization does warn this is probably not the last variant. Um, If you know anything about Round Earth, uh, you would know that the Southern Hemisphere is now in summer. Uh, so they will be heading into the fall and the winter, and they tend to be a little less vaccinated because they tend to be a little less developed uh, than the northern hemisphere. It's no judgment, just uh, kind of the way it, it seems to be. Uh, so new variants could certainly spring up there when they hit their winter uh, and have that waiting for us a year from now when we hit ours again. So, yeah. Although, Dr. Fauci did say it is likely that the pandemic, the pandemic, of COVID will end and it will become endemic, which means it's just something that's always kind of there. Um, And that's not really great, but it'll do. Like the flu is kind of endemic, right? Uh, And, you know, with, with the constant fight against vaccines and masking and stuff like that, like there's really no, there's no other thing you can really hope for. You know, people constantly, like, if you are if you see stuff on social media, like, people are constantly posting about how, like, hey, man, I got vaccinated and I still got this thing. Like, obviously, the vaccine doesn't work. And as I've said in repeated top 20s, that's not how vaccines work. That's also not how the math on that particular thing works. The reality is, like, even polio, which has basically been all but eradicated on the face of the earth, you are still recommended to get your adult booster if you travel outside of the country. And you want to know why that is? It's not because the vaccines don't work. It's because they work exactly how they're supposed to. They protect enough of the population that the virus just kind of goes away. So uh, in places in the world where that has not been true, you can actually still go get polio if you want. Like, you can. It's not been really eradicated from the world. It's been eradicated from our world because it's one of the few requirements that you need to go to school. You know, like uh, what are the other ones? Like uh, pertussis. Measles. I think chickenpox is a required one. Like when you require these things in school and then you require all most, at least most kids to go to school, then most people end up being vaccinated for these things. So as soon as they turn COVID into a vaccination that is required to go to school, which they've all but done in the big cities, you'll see that the COVID will eventually die out and just become this sort of, wow, you got COVID. That's so weird. How'd you get measles? You know, that kind of thing. And that's fine. And that's kind of where it's going to be in a society as large as ours. But uh, people are always talking about, like, why do I still get it? It's because most people are still infected with it. Like, you can't really do anything about that. Like, there is no 100% vaccine. It doesn't work that way. Uh, In fact, what vaccines do, and you can say it with me at home if you want, what vaccines do is they arm the body with antibodies so you can better and more quickly defend against an attack. Um, It doesn't mean you don't get it. It's not like you're wearing a giant condom over your body and tying it up at the top. It means you're better able to fight and defend and more quickly respond to these things. You still get it, but like your body responds to it faster. And if you don't have these antibodies, it takes a lot longer for your body to respond to it. Like I don't understand. And I'm growing so tired of people that like, just don't understand this sort of stuff because it's so simple and it's so straightforward and they've said it a million times. And I, I tend to forgive people that just don't understand things like in math and sciences and stuff like that, because sometimes it's hard. I had a conversation with Charlotte just last night who Charlotte, Charlotte is taking some advanced level mathematics for a 10th grader that just just you know I can't do most of it you know I mean? and I'm really really good at math uh, and and it's she said to me she because some of the other girls on her soccer team were saying like you know they're just having trouble with math and she said to me kind of on the side she's like I don't understand why people have trouble with math and I said You're just going to have to kind of get used to that because it's something that you happen to be very good at and not everybody does. But she doesn't understand why people aren't good at it. Like mathematics is science and it's a hard science. It's not subjective. It's not like, you know, like aesthetics or uh, psychology or stuff like And I'm a psych major. Like I have my degree in psychology and I'll speak you know, for days about the soft sciences versus the hard sciences, like hard sciences or hard sciences, like two plus two equals four all day, every day. I mean, yeah, you can get into theoretical physics and mathematics and stuff like that. You start dealing with letters instead of numbers and anything Einstein ever remotely discussed. And you'll come into theoretical physics and mathematics. And that's a little bit different because that's not science. It's science. That's more of a soft science because it's theoretical. And by nature, that's what theoretical means. Um, but she she was like almost lamenting. She's like, I don't understand why people just don't understand mathematics. And I'm sure if you are somebody that does understand mathematics, you know people that don't. And if you're somebody that doesn't under, understand mathematics, then you just totally get it. Sometimes those concepts are a little foreign. Yeah, most of us can add. Most of us can subtract. Most of us can do all the really cool things that we all know the things for that we've studied since second grade. But like, yeah, can you do a logarithm in your head? Can you do exponents in your head? Can you do cube roots in your head? Like I can. Most people cannot. But I also took it for three years in college, all the way up to differential equations and calculus, which is Calc 3 if you're playing at home, which I would not recommend. <laughs> so I'm usually forgiving of people that just don't understand some sciences and stuff like that because it's difficult to understand. And you came to me and were like, I just don't understand how mRNA stuff works. I could explain it to you, and I could explain, like, what it does and how it, it, it causes the body to use its own engines to build the proteins that are, you know, uh, representative of the vaccine so you can basically just fight your own you're, you're you're fighting your own franken vaccine that you've just created and stuff like that so you're building antibodies to the protein that you just created that's why i don't like it like it's why i don't like the mrna technology i understand it and i don't like it but if you came to me and didn't understand that like totally cool man you don't understand genetics or the way rna and dna work together fine totally totally get it but if i tell you that vaccines are do not work like a suit of armor, and even a suit of armor has holes in it. Like people, it's not like no knights ever died, right? Like it's not a hundred percent. You know, it's not. It's not. A, not only is it not a hundred percent effective, it's not a wall. It's never been a wall. They've never been designed to be walls. That's why people in their adulthood get measles or shingles or whatever it's called when you're an adult. Or no, that's chickenpox when they get uh, they get measles or they get chickenpox or shingles as an adult, like you can get reinfected with stuff like there there's a lot of bio-individuality anyway but the reality of it is like you you need to understand that it's not 100% effective it's never been 100% effective but also aside from all of that how vaccines work is very simple they again defend they defend you from outside you know extraneous forces like viruses and stuff better and quicker they help you do that like vaccines or don't do anything other than make your body stronger you know like if you want to look at it like spider-man spider-man is a vaccine like it's kind of close to that but like even spider-man can be killed like i mean not recently but like you can be i'm, I'm sure if you wanted to i'm sure thanos could kill him if you wanted to because that vaccine is not 100 effective and that's i just I, it bothers me so much when people just refuse Refuse, like it's it's one thing to not be intelligent, and it's another thing to be dumb, right? Like and just and then stand, stand and die on that rock of being dumb. It just it takes a lot out of me, and um, I'll get to why that's bothering me so much in a minute. But like, uh, let's do some lighthouse keeping, shall we? All right. So the new talk twenty, the new top twenty is out today, and that's the one I'm talking about. Voting rights. Uh, I strongly recommend you checking it out if you didn't hear it. Uh, I do read a lot about what was in the Voting Rights Act, and it's important now because the Senate basically has decided to not change the rules of the Senate, which, I again, I agree with. I don't think they should change the filibuster rules, and they went ahead last night, and that's official they are not changing the filibuster rules mainly thanks to senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema i will point out as a side note there was a great article i think in mother jones or vice about kirsten cinema about how all the big power brokers all the big democratic donors and power brokers and stuff are abandoning her flat out especially somebody like emily's list which is a huge 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 women's rights organization and for them to pull out of working with kirsten cinema basically all but dooms her next chance at re-election now the possibility is that cinema and Man- May both turn into Republicans and run as Republicans or independents, and honestly, that's fine by me. If they're not going to play with the Democratic agenda, which traditionally voting rights is, uh, then they shouldn't be Democrats, and that's fine by me. And again, like my stance is like, if we see another Democratic Administration in my lifetime, like, I will be surprised. Like, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to eat my hat, but I probably would eat my hat. So, uh, I recommend that one. I recommend the top 20 anyway because it's getting shit reviews and stuff like that. And I don't know if it's me personally, but I'm certainly taking it personally. So, that's that's just me. But also, the top 20 is also out. And that was my interview with Rally V. It's a great interview. The, the dude is hella cool. I enjoyed the interview. I actually enjoyed the interview so much that I actually enjoyed putting it all together and posting it and all that other stuff. So, do check that out regardless. I'll be continuing the talk 20 series. I just I've got a couple more people that want to be interviewed and I've got a couple people that I want to interview from like all sort of walks of life. I just shit has been really busy lately, so it's just taking me forever. Um, also on Bacon is my podcast, also on Strangerhood TV. Of course, uh, the full interview with their full interview with Rally V uh, was released on Monday. And also they're doing a, an incredibly adorable episode with uh, Gavin and Lacey who are two of my four favorite Waymans. Actually, that's not true. I, I, adore, I adore Mike's mom and dad, too. And his sister. Like His sister's very nice. But his mom and dad are just so adorable. So I can't even say two of my four favorite Waymans. But two of my six favorite? Two of my seven favorite Waymans? They're just two of my favorite Waymans. Let's just go with that. <clears throat> And I'm not biased because they introduced me for my, what I consider to be stellar acceptance speech on the Bimpy Awards, although that did not hurt their stock at all. They just happen to be adorable, and they're, they're they're at that adorable age. So, you know, I'm a sucker. I'm a parent. It's just what's up. So I recommend watching that. I actually haven't. I started watching it yesterday, and I, got, I just got to finish it because I just... I think those kids are awesome, and honestly, Mike's not getting any younger, and so uh, you're probably looking at the future of Bacon as my podcast right there, so might as well get in on that ground floor. Um, also, coming up in slightly hard-to-believe news, the compilation that we were working on, the Heroes That Made Us compilation, uh, sponsored by the After Hours Review, is finally coming out. It was supposed to come out in June of last year, and now it looks like it's finally coming out. On January 28th, which reminds me, I have to message Daniel, make sure he's got the ISRC code right and all that other stuff. Oh, Jesus Christ! I've got to write that down. I, excuse me, excuse me, I have to take care of some business. ISRC code uh, for Daniel. See, taking notes. That's how it works on a live show. You think information stops just because we're at a live show? Not on this show, but but also on this show. Uh, anyway, so we got that. And um, so, yeah, that's coming up. Yep, a super advanced lateness, but still January 28th. Uh, there's about 12 uh, things on that. I meant to print out the track list, but I didn't. Uh, I know that we are on it. Fame, uh, New York is on it. Or fame, his handle is New York. Ugiwawa is on it. Uh, Dino Skate Park is also on it. They lead off with Every Time I Die, which is ironic since Every Time I Die just broke up. I don't know if they broke up because Dino Skate Park covered their song, but it would certainly be a good enough reason for me to break up. And I kid the dinos over in the skate park. I kid But I'll have more information on that. Maybe I'll even have some advanced play for it uh, for the show tomorrow, tomorrow, next week when we do the Hard Rock Lunchbox. But who knows? We'll see. Um, And then upcoming show news, of course, uh, Rebel 9, all-new episode, and Mickey Licks will be Saturday, uh, January 29th at Barnum Ballroom. Tickets will be on. I do have. I will have the tickets. I'm supposed to have them today or tomorrow, and you can get them from me directly, and I'll mail them to you as late as Monday or Tuesday of next week, just in order to get them to you. They'll be 12 bucks from the band direct. Uh, they'll be 15 day of the show. You can get them from Eventbrite as well. Uh, But there you got all kinds of fees and stuff like that. And then, of course, uh, there is a show coming up in March and another show coming up in April. Well, I'll keep you posted on those after we get through the Barnum show because that's just the way I'm going to play this. Uh, And the one thing I wanted to talk to you about now that we're, I don't know, 17 minutes into the top 20, is I'd like to talk a little bit about social media because one of the things that people constantly constantly bitch about on the right is about censorship and about how they're being unfairly censored and their grand poobah, Mr. Former President Trump, was kicked off all these platforms. The reason they were kicked off these platforms is because they are violating community policy or their whatever, their community standards. And the problem with that in the increased violation of those community standards is that the the brush is getting wider and wider and wider. And it's starting to sweep things that really aren't violations of community standards at all. I mean... You want to talk about policing free speech? I mean, social media has been doing that for the past year, solidly, on both sides. And the reason I bring it up is because I am currently the proud owner of, again, another restricted account on Facebook. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, in fact, they're punishing me in a brand new way, uh, brand new way to me, which is which is fun. I got punished once before on April 9th, uh, and the reason... Um, the reason I got in trouble, <laughs> the reason I got in trouble is actually, I, my post was a response to Brian Mattis, uh, and I'm just, and I, basically what I said is, but when half the country sees migrants as somehow less human than your average fat, worthless American, you will have a problem. That got me kicked off of Facebook for 24 hours because I referred to Americans as, uh, some Americans as fat and worthless. I want to tell you right here on 99WNRR.com and the Hard Rock Lunchbox, if you don't think there are some fat, worthless Americans, you're not living in America or you're blind. But more recently and more importantly, I got, I got a much harsher, much harsher. I got could not post for 24 hours and then I could not take part in groups for three days. Not that I care because I don't do any group work. Clearly, otherwise I'd be promoting a lot more. But here's the thing that really got me: um, my posts are now being uh, tempered in your newsfeed. They are being moved lower in the newsfeed, and they're being moved lower in the newsfeed for the next 16 days. It's been like a solid countdown. So, like, it's for the next. So it's been. It's going to be, I think, a total of like 30 or 45 days or something like that. And the reason why, like, I really want to just point out, like. Why, why this happened, and what I got in trouble for saying, is one of the greatest things to me, because all I really did was kind of cite the law of the land and the Constitution, and that somehow violates the standards. So I'm arguing with some dude. This, I mean, it's not. He's not being. A total dick, which is why I bothered to engage at all. But he, he actually, I was saying about January 6th about how, like, I would have a kind of like I would have a lot more respect for people if they would just shut up and own it. Like everyone's like, "Yeah, we had a revolution, blah blah blah." Until everyone's like, "You guys had a revolution." Like, "No, it wasn't a revolution. It wasn't anything worse than Black Lives Matter." Like, which to me is the most disingenuous thing. And honestly, on January 6th, I said exactly that because people were saying like, "No, it wasn't us, it was Antifa." And I said, "Well, if you honestly thought your democracy was crumbling before you and you just stood by while Antifa like went in to the Capitol to make you guys look bad, you guys did nothing, then you guys are the biggest pussies I've ever seen. Like, like, that's you believe your democracy is crumbling and you do nothing? Like, you're an embarrassment to America, like, honestly. Like, you should be doing something. And that's been my kind of take all along. And it kind of led to what this was saying, because this dude was saying, like, he didn't agree and people were there just, like, you know, being jerks and stuff like that. But he, And he said something like, but I... W- I don't have it in front of me, but like he said something along the lines. But I wish they got a hold of Nancy Pelosi, and I'm like, hey, dude, like you can think whatever you want, but like in this country, we don't actually get a hold of of our elected leaders. Like that's that's like what they do in banana republics. Like we have removed regimes that do that kind of stuff. Granted, we've also installed regimes that do that kind of stuff. But that's that's another show. But this was really about. You know the the ownership of what it was, and I and I answered him because he gave me a whole bunch of reasons like you know this, the, the, they should have looked into this and like not, I, I'm not interested in fighting election fraud. There was no election fraud. End of story. Anybody that tells you different is a liar. If you want to check my feed for, like, any argument I've ever had, you will see it always ends in my favor every single time because there was no election fraud except up in people's minds. And you'll remember at the beginning of the show when I was talking about people that are dumb and unintelligent. That's kind of what I'm talking about. So he goes through a whole bunch of things. So I say this. I say this, quote. Yes, but even if any of those reasons were indeed valid, they, meaning the... the, insurrectionists, protesters, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. The January 6 guys that entered the Capitol. Even if those uh, reasons were indeed valid, they should stand by them and not be such incredible pussies about how it was no big deal. People had a little, little rebellion. They lost. They should be hanged, not praised. Now, there is nothing wrong with that because that is how the law stands. Treason and sedition, people get hanged for that. Nathan Hale got hanged for it. Give me liberty and give me death. Or give me liberty or give give me death. He didn't want both. (laughs) Give me liberty or give me death. And he was hanged. Plenty of traitors were hanged during the revolution. Plenty of traitors were hanged during the civil war. Plenty of traitors were hanged throughout the entire course of American history because that is the punishment for treason. And that's what I was saying. They had a rebellion. They lost. They should be hanged. They're treasons. They're They're treasonists. They're traitors. Like, it's really that simple, and Facebook decided to ban me for 24 hours, prevent me from working in groups for three three days, and now has lowered my post for 30 to 45 days, which is such an abuse of power and freedom of speech, but... It's their platform. And again, they're allowed to do whatever they want. But I just want you to understand, like, what's actually happening out there. Because the brush that people are painting with, like fact checkers and stuff like that, like, you can lie on Facebook all you want. And maybe sometimes you'll get caught, like, with COVID misinformation. But I said something that's factually accurate in response to somebody talking about getting a hold of the Speaker of the House. And I got smacked down for it. And yes, of course I appealed it, but that's against their community standards, because I guess you're not allowed to hang traders on Facebook. And that's something you should know if you're going to continue to use it, because the The downside of it is that your filter bubble is not only being now filtered by the people that you choose to be with, which as you unfriend people. By the way, if you keep unfriending people, I have zero respect for you. But but your bubble keeps getting smaller and smaller anyway. But now you're getting smacked down for saying something that's actually true, but somebody just doesn't like it. That's exactly why we have freedom of speech in this country. And again, I don't care because it's Facebook and it doesn't matter so much to me about where people are getting their information, but that is where people are getting their information. So keep that in mind, that a lot of truths are being kept from you because it hurts somebody's feelings. And you want to talk about hurting people's feelings, you got to check out with Ron DeSantis. Ron Dickhead DeSantis of the semi-great state of Florida is trying to pull this week, but I don't really have time to talk about that now. So, I guess I'll just kind of leave it. The downside of this, of course, is that I can't promote my show on Barnum Ballroom on the 29th because my posts are showing up lower in everybody's feeds. Yay for me! So when I start sharing if anybody helps if anybody happens to see my post, which I doubt, if you could share it too, I'd certainly appreciate it. But I'm gonna get off the top twenty and onto the hard Rock lunchbox and like I said, man, the enemy is all around you. Just sorta of need to know where to look. Right? Rage Against the Machine?